Thursday. Can you believe it? It's Thursday. The Amanda Seal Show is here. We are in full effect. Um, I mean, every day that goes by, I'm amazed that we made it to another. But uh, it's Group Chat Thursday. It is Thursday, November 16th, 2023. And we're going to be very chatty, chatty Cathy's today. It's also Check Your Windshield Wipers Day, which, by the way, I do have to get new windshield wipers on my Jeep. Yeah. I noticed the other day, not not really wiping. And now we've started the rainy season in L.A., uh, where it just be raining excessively. And I just went to Raphael Sadiq's concert, and it's just like, it never rains in Southern California. Never knew that that song would age so poorly due to climate change. Who could have guessed it? Who could have guessed it? Great show, by the way. Shout out to uh, Tony, 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 and the whole band, and uh, Raphael Sadiq, and going to see them in the Bay, like in their hometown, just had a whole another element and level to the dopeness. Uh, we have a dope day because we're going to be joined by comedian Zainab Johnson. Yeah. Her new uh, special, Hijab's Off, is streaming now on Amazon Prime. She has 12 siblings. So we're going to chat about sibling dynamics and she's going to be joining us, okay? Now, uh, thanks taking is next week. Our group chat topic of the week is when you bring a boo home for the holidays, what do you tell them? Are there any like, you know, I don't know, quips, warnings, disclaimers that you give people a heads up on? Call us up and share it with us. 1-855-MANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Jadena recently did uh, this um, interview series that I actually did that interview series before. And they... um, they asked you just these like really personal questions and he was very honest. It was really a dope interview. And he said that men are afraid of the attraction they feel to other men, even when it's not sexual. So we're going to talk about masculinity today. Ain't that right, Supreme? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was a topic. So this is all <laughs> Well, as the resident heterosexual cisgendered man you will be today's classic man in the conversation all right so i will hit y'all with an i be knowing i'm not sure what i'll be knowing but i will know it by then okay now if you want to talk to us all you gotta do is call us up 1-855-MANDA-8 that's 1-855-262-6328 and uh, you can also share some things you learned this week you know i love that We'll be right back. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn at the Amanda Seal Show. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Check this out. On man. Thursday, we group chat. It is what everyone's talking about. All right, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and we are joined by Zainab Johnson. And our group hey, chat hey, topic hey. of the week. Now, Zainab has a new a, a new special that is out on Amazon yes. Prime called Hijab's Off. Mm-hmm. Um Real quick, can you just tell us, like, how was the experience of doing the special? Um, Well, I'm really proud of my special. So if you're listening, definitely watch it. Uh, (laughs) It was it was nice. It was like a labor uh, of love, you know, like I um, uh, was working with the white gays and that can be challenging. (laughs) Um, Were they like questioning your, your material? No, creatively, okay, I had no problem. Creatively, awesome. that was a breeze for me, uh, both with my production company, my director, Amazon. Like, creatively, that was a breeze. But um, it wasn't even the the getting. It, it was getting things done and like the need to overpromise, or really having to check behind people and I just feel like when you're getting paid to do a job like why should I have to make sure you're doing the job you know like yeah so that 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 was something that I, I'm a little bit naive in that sense you know I remember my first time doing stand-up the guy said he was gonna pay me he was gonna give me $60 for gas and when I got on stage he ain't give me $60 I thought when you say you're gonna give somebody money like you volunteer to give it to them after they do the thing they supposed to do because that's just how I you know what I'm saying like yeah. if I say I'm gonna give you something you gonna walk through the door and have it you get what I'm saying or I'm gonna acknowledge why you don't have it and and so I just I was just like, oh, I guess I'm not getting paid. And my mom was with me and she was like, did you get your money? My mom is a Muslim woman, but she grew up in the projects in Brooklyn. Um, and so I was like, no, he didn't give it to me. And she was like, this ain't no charity. Go get your money. 
And, mm. <laughs> and I went to him like a kid in trouble. And I was like, you said you was going to pay me $60, right? He was like, oh, yeah, yes. My like, he fault, gave it to fault. me with no problem. Yeah. But if I didn't speak up, he would not. Have. He wasn't going to volunteer it, you know? He was trying it. And so... Yeah, but with this special, I just, I just, you know, I just realized like some people will not do a job that they're clearly in a position to do and being paid for it. And and I found myself almost like saying thank you and apologizing and saying, please, like people were doing me favors. And then I realized like, oh, you know, like when it, when it, when it becomes crunch time, it's like, oh no. Okay. Now, now I have to fully show up for myself. Um, but aside from that, it was wonderful. It was like a purging for me. Like, like I, I, I tell a very personal story uh, about my childhood. Um, and I tell a story about the first time I got paid doing stand up. And so I, I feel like it was really kind of liberating for me to, you know, uh, do that Get special. Like out. I had been touring that out. Yeah. And I feel like I'm, I'm so proud. Like if I, you know, inshallah, this doesn't happen. But if I had to leave tomorrow, I would be proud with that being the piece that cemented my time here. I feel you. That's exactly how I feel. After I did my special, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm good. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I got to go, I did the thing. Bye, guys. Yeah. Okay, no, I love that. That's such a uh, that's such a peaceful feeling. You know, to have, mm-hmm. you know, that you left it all on the, that you left it all on the floor, left it all on the floor. Well, you know, I, yeah. I can't imagine that you would have a lot of peaceful feelings um, growing up in a house with 12 other people. And well, we want to talk about siblings. <laughs> okay. 14 other people, because it's like including my parents. So 14 other people. <laughs> Right. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about. Let's talk about. I got twelve siblings to talk about. Let's talk about it. You know, I named <laughs> it in my special. I got. I got the criminal. We got the stripper. We yep. got the engineer. Yep. You get what I'm saying? We got the gold digger. You know what I'm saying? I got a special needs sister. We gonna talk about her in the next special. Like, let's talk about it. <laughs> and where do you fall in the lineup again? I'm fifth from the top. Who child? Like that's a, that's not yeah. even the middle. That's just like a. It's like a. It's it's a spot. <laughs> it's like it's like the oldest kid of the middle. So you know how they say, mm. "Oh, you got older kid syndrome," or "You got middle kid syndrome." I guess I'm both. Mm. Like, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I feel kid. left out and in charge all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a lot. That's a lot. But that's enough for us to talk about. So we will be right back because I want to get into this. <laughs> Shout out everybody out there. Got the sibling situation going down. You know, the holidays are approaching, and mm-hmm. folks are going to be. All in the same crib, a lot of y'all. So I'm sure that you're revving up. We're going to talk about it right here on the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and we are in the middle of a group chat Thursday, and we are joined by Zainab Johnson, hilarious comedian, my homegirl. And you can check out her new Amazon Prime comedy special, Hijab's Off, available now streaming. All right? Support it. Show it love. Let these people know that this is the kind of content that you want. All right? All right. Now, we're talking about siblings. I think it's because... Okay, so TJ, I'm assuming that this topic came out of the fact that, like, the holidays are coming and a lot of, like, siblings are coming together. Yep. Okay. So now you talk about your siblings in your special and just like mm-hmm. the the dynamics um but i do want to know do you feel like you were raised different than your siblings absolutely my my younger sister said it best I, I was talking to her the other day and she was like i feel like the older kids were raised by my parents but the younger mm-hmm. kids were raised by the older kids mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and yeah, and I don't know. Them younger kids is crazy, so maybe we didn't do a great job. Uh, <laughs> um, but here, here's the thing. Like, I, I used to, as a kid, want to be an only child. I wanted that I so desperately <laughs> because I just felt like being an only child meant like we'd have more resources. It meant that mm-hmm. I would have more privacy. You know, it meant that my my upbringing would look more like the things that I saw on television, you know. Um, but now as an adult, like I revel in the fact yeah. that I have 12 people who like it, it's funny to me to hear somebody tell a story like 
like we'll tell the same story, but very differently. Like we've all experienced <laughs> the same thing very differently. And and that that blows my mind. Zainab, I, I really enjoyed the special. Um, <laughs> but I am I really want to know about this like respect thing because I'm an older sister. It's just me and my little sister, and I expected her to respect me, you know. So <laughs> how did that how did that go between y'all? Like were were some of your siblings like defying, like, I don't care if you're older, I'm gonna do what I do. I was just curious about that. Yeah, absolutely. One, thank you for watching the special. Everybody listening, follow her lead. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so my older sister says that all the, my, one of my older sisters is five years older than me. And she's been saying that since we were kids. The moment I say anything that she doesn't want to hear or doesn't like, she's like, I'm your older sister. You can't talk to me like that. And I let it fly until the day I turned 18. And then the moment I turned 18, I looked her dead in her eyes and was like, we both grown ass adults now, Mm. you know? And so in order for you to be respected, in order for anything to happen between you and I, it's going to have to be reciprocal. You know, like there's no way I'm giving you something and you're not giving it to me. And I think the biggest lie told to us is there is, um, um, that there's certain expectations that must be followed just because there is a familial tie. Mm. And I think Mm. that that is one of the biggest lies that we've been told, you know, just as human beings. Um, I love, I love my, my siblings, but I am going to treat them how they teach me to treat them. Mm. And especially I talk about my brother being a criminal. You think he could come to my house? No, that's my (laughs) brother and I love him. (laughs) I am screaming. No, I'm like, I feel that because I think like for me being the youngest sibling and having older brothers, most of our like actual arguments is because they're trying to like tell me what to do. And I'm like, you're not my parent. I have two parents in this house and you're not either one of them. But they as older siblings are just like, no, I said so. You have to do this thing. And I'm always like, no, I don't. And it's like chaos mm-hmm. ensues. <laughs> OK, you know, I was thinking uh, 12, 14 people in the house. Did y'all eat dinner together? Like, was it just big kitchen table and everybody sat down and had dinner together? And did you have like your seat that you had to have every day? Because I had my seat. My brother knew (laughs) that's my seat. The one by the window. You cannot sit there for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I ain't have that. I ain't have that. That's why when I saw soul food, I was like, oh, that's what it looked like. (laughs) No, like, no. We were we were financially disenfranchised. Um, so there was no we had a living room, but I'm sure there was probably like a, a bed in the room. And and I grew up in a huge apartment in Harlem, five bedrooms, two bathrooms, a living room. Like my apartment stretched from one avenue almost to the next avenue. But that's still not enough. For 15 people no. you know so we used to have bunk beds in the hallway rooms would be de- you know like we mm. some younger kids had to share rooms once you get a little bit older you get your own designated room but no it, even if you think about it TJ when you go and buy forks and spoons right do they ever come in a set of 13 they come in a set of four, four each right <laughs> right yeah. no you, it's somebody standing over you while you eating waiting for you to be done like you done four. oh <laughs> Wow. Oh yeah, girl. No, about that fork. No, yeah, run that fork, please. Run yeah. that fork. You're not done oh yet. God. Come on. All right. Well, when we get back, I want to talk about when you guys come together for holidays. Like, what is that dynamic now? And especially now that you are so successful. All right, because that be affecting sibling dynamics. Let's get into it. It's the Amanda Seal Show. We got Zaynab Johnson in the house. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seal Show. It is a group chat Thursday, and we are joined by comedian Zaynab Johnson. You can check out her new comedy special on Amazon Prime, Hijab's Off. And, you know, it's very personal to you and your experience growing up as a Muslim woman, like in a house with your family, et cetera. And so we're talking about siblings, and we're also talking about how the holidays is coming. Now, Mm -hmm. do you all celebrate Thanksgiving? Uh, we don't like, I, I, I find that as adults, we do get together cause that's usually the time that everybody is off, but, right. but we don't, we don't really, I mean, my mom is going to buy a turkey cause it's on sale. Right. <laughs> but, 
We don't. So, so, so as an adult now, some of my siblings are no longer Muslim. I, I should just say that. Okay. And so they do very much with their husband or wife, you know, husbands or wives. They definitely celebrate the more traditional Christian model of, of holidays. Um, mm-hmm. But no, definitely growing up, I never, we never got together. The most we got together is like after Ramadan for it. That was the most that we did when I was a kid. So now that you're adults, are there any times of the year, like where, I mean, I guess you're saying like around this time is when you'll have like the most kind of convergence. Yeah, I think actually we, a lot of us are going to be uh, at my mom's house this year. And that's exciting for me. My sister sent, my younger sister sent the group chat, a, a group text, like um, everybody bring blue jeans and a t-shirt. I'm, you know, I guess she's going to try. <laughs> I guess she's going to try to take one of the group photos. But before anybody, because I am always the solution oriented sibling. That's that's just me. Okay. Right. I'm okay. going to tell the truth and I'm going to try to find a solution. And so before anybody could protest, make fun of her, say they couldn't do it. I was like, oh, I would love to do this. And don't worry, I'll pick up T-shirts for everybody as soon as I get to Michigan. Mm. Just, just so nobody could. <laughs> right. Good call. You know. Good call. Yeah. So what that, sibling that's my are you co- guys. What sibling are y'all? My, me and my younger sibling. Me and my younger no, sister. No, I want to hear the team because because you saying that you're oh. the solution orienting, oh. like you know oh. that about you. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like your siblings know that about you. So it's like Zainab, what should we do? Yeah. I would say I'm the silly sibling, but all of my siblings are actually very silly. <laughs> I think for me, they're like, oh, Jeremiah's gonna say something crazy though. He's gonna say something off the wall. And they're like waiting for me to say something off the wall. And sometimes I don't say something off the wall. I'm just like, I don't have nothing to say, y'all. But they're always expecting that from me. Know your role. Know your role. <laughs> yeah, I would say I'm um I'm definitely the the one that's outspoken. Um, I'm the oldest too, so everybody's kind of following. I'm big bro, just like that. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm the strong sibling. I got I, I gotta be strong for the entire family. And if something needs to what be communicated to my like, you know, if there's a, a breakdown in the family, like a death or something, like Rita is the one that has to get everything together. I'm the one praying at dinner. And also I'm the, the mediator. So I'm the one that communicates directly mm. with my to my grandmother, you know, because I can mm. say things to her in a way that she will receive. So, yeah, the, the mm. responsible sibling. Mm-hmm. I have something in common with both Rita then and Supreme because I'm like the second mama sibling. So I, I believe that the oldest sibling can always tell the younger siblings what to do. It's just, it's See? that's just speak what, on it. Speak on it, TJ. I, I just <laughs> believe that. And I just say, no, my, my brother be like, I got a whole family. I'd be like, you better get in there and wash them dishes. I don't care how yeah. old. <laughs> really? To this yeah. day? To this day. Well, he I don't know. With it. Yeah. yeah. So he didn't have that convo with you at 18 that Zainab had. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us on our group chat Thursday. You're going to hear more Zainab Johnson when she joins us for the record tomorrow. And you can check out the full extent of this interview on our podcast that you can get wherever you get your podcast. Thank you, Zainab, for joining us. And remember, you can go get Hijabs Off on Amazon Prime right now. Go stream it, watch it, laugh, learn. That's what we do right here at the Amanda Seals Show, and they're doing it on Zainab's special. All right, we'll be right back. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and it's time for our new segment, Celebrity Confessions. Okay, now every other day, a celebrity like gets on the internet and just shares a little bit too much information for the John Q public, for the, the peanut gallery, all right? But when they do, it's time to guess that celebrity confession. All right, Jeremiah, like the Bible, what is today's celebrity confession? Well, Amanda, in 2016... This happened, but in 2023, this celebrity recently revealed that when they were invited to the White House to meet with President Barack Obama, in the middle of a closed door meeting, their ankle monitor went off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Let me guess. Let me guess. Okay. Is this a rapper? It is indeed a rapper. Is this rapper recently divorced in a very public way that's very annoying? No. No? No. I thought it was. I thought it may have been Jay Jenkins, the snowman. Thought it was a snowman. Um, okay, is this a man or a woman or a non-binary person? <laughs> it's it's a man. Man, 
Okay, it's a man. All right. You're kind of um, close with like the thing in the snowman category, you know. Go J Man! It's no? not that was that was a false lead, but like you know, <laughs> rappers rappers who are who have drug connections in there. It's Wait, not Meek Mill. Is it Meek Mill? You're warm still because mm-hmm. Meek Mill is associated with this warm. rapper currently. It's uh, Mr. Rick Ross. Ding ding ding! We have a yes. Rick Ross, Richard Ross, Ricky Rose. This is actually Ricky him Rose. telling the story. Let's take a listen. Okay. I was invited by President Obama, and I appreciate him. And I was on house arrest at the time. Uh-huh. I was too. Yeah, I was on house arrest, gang. I heard I was watching from the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was having my dog could be in a house in a White House with an ankle monitor on. I don't know if that's ever been done before. No, I doubt it. In the history, and it probably will never happen again. Especially facing 200 years, so I don't think it was nobody doing. So what happened? Y'all was in the setting. Uh, Yeah, we was in the setting, and I heard it go beep, and I just. Trying to start to stick it up because I knew what was in there and it f- me up. Were people confused? Oh, what's that noise? Where's that? The what's the security people? You secret know, the, service. The secret service start moving <laughs> because everybody gave away their phones. All electronics had oh. given up. So when something started making a noise, you saw all the people in the back. <laughs> And I'm like, damn. That's funny. And then it finally went off. And then Obama had to say something. I ain't gonna respect. I ain't gonna repeat it out of respect for Obama, though. Thank you for having me there. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing, though. Like, did he get permission to go? Like, why was it beeping? That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I mean, technically, you are at the house. Yeah, if you want house know. arrest, it doesn't mean like you can just go to somebody else's house, even if it's the White House. Then <laughs> <laughs> clear it. <laughs> Well, well, well. That's funny. All right. Thanks for the confession, Ricky Rose. Um, the way y'all been getting on me Mills legs, though, is body shaming. Cut it out. <laughs> we'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals. And uh, this hour on the group chat, we're going to talk about the impending holiday weekend. I know that some of y'all have been really excited about it, but some of y'all are dreading it and you're dreading (laughs) it because you know that you got to bring somebody new into your old family. And Mm -hmm. there's going to be some explaining that's going to have to happen to set them up. And we said, you know what? We want to hear from you guys. If there's any uh, warnings that you have to give folks before you bring them to Thanksgiving for the first time. So we are so excited to jump into that this hour on the Amanda Seals show. So keep it locked right here for our group chat topic of the week. This is going to be good. Mm, I know it is. We'll be right back. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Check this out, On man. Thursday, we group chat. It is what everyone's talking about. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and it's time for our group chat topic of the week. All right, so we've been talking about this all week. The holiday season is upon us, okay? It is It mm-hmm. is here. We got Thanksgiving, then we got Christmas. There's mm-hmm. Kwanzaa in there. And, you know, it's 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 a lot of family. It's a lot of gathering. Also New yeah. Year's, right? Because people do mm-hmm. New Year's too. So we know that you can't just bring any old body around. So once you decide nah. to bring somebody around for family gatherings, it means that you, you know, you either care about them romantically or they're your peoples. Uh-huh. Um, but we also know that nobody wants to be embarrassed by their family. Okay? No. So sometimes it's like, well, let me just give a disclaimer. Right. Let me just give a disclaimer. And before we even go into the calls, have y'all ever had to disclaimer anything before somebody came to your Thanksgiving? I wish I got a disclaimer when I went to somebody's house. I never had to get one now. What did you not get disclaimered? We got to the function. It was an Easter function and the food wasn't good. Had I known Did they that, know the food wasn't going to be good? I don't know. I don't think they knew. So that's the only reason I didn't say anything. Well, how can it be a disclaimer? <laughs> well, because I was like, these, these your people, you ain't know the food wasn't going to be. Because, you know, we got all this food on the plate. You like, I'm about to eat. Had I known it was nasty, I would have got a burger before. Oh, I would have mm-hmm. got a little. 
This was in college too, so you know we was hungry. <laughs> right. It's true. It's true. It's funny, Jeremiah, that you said that about food because the last guy that I dated, we were actually dating during a Thanksgiving. Actually, we had just gotten back together. And then he wanted me to come to his house for Thanksgiving. So I was meeting his mom and he did tell her that I don't eat meat. I eat seafood, but I don't eat chicken, turkey, beef or pork. So she made this humongous green bean casserole, which I hate green bean casserole. <laughs> And, and then they go, this is for you. And I said, I don't like no green bean casserole. <laughs> and he was so upset. What? You know, so, if yeah, because his mom made Why would this- you make me something that you haven't even asked if I like? Right. Also, green bean is so specific. A green bean casserole is like very specific. Yes, oh, man. Yes. I, it was it was bad. It was, so did like, you eat it is the question. I put a little bit on my plate and I tasted <laughs> just a little bit and moved it around just to be respectful. You know, this was in Houston. So, you know, I'm like, OK, you know, she's trying to be hospitable and everything else had meat in it. Everything. The greens, <laughs> everything had meat in it. So I ate rolls and some pie. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so he knew you were vegetarian. He knew what I ate. Yes. How long did you take to break up with him? We dated in total eight months. No, after that. After oh, that. Oh, no, it wasn't it wasn't long after that. Cause this was right after a breakup. We had just got back together. We were we were out of there in a few weeks after that. <laughs> <laughs> we were out of there in a few weeks. We didn't even make it to New Year's. There you we go. Didn't. We didn't. All right. Let's go to a caller. Let's see what you guys got to say. Do you got any green bean casseroles in your situation? Hey Amanda. Hey Jeremiah, like the Bible. Uh Hostel from Long Beach here. What I had to tell my dude when I took him to see my family for the holidays for the first time was, they're gonna make fun of you. If they don't make fun of you, then they don't like you. So you better oh. hope to make fun of you. So don't get all butthurt. I thought he was gonna say, and they didn't make fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. That's a good warning, though. Yeah. Yes, because you might feel some type of way. I do not like being teased. So I would definitely be like, I'm out. Definitely. I only like if it's actually funny. If it's not actually funny, I'm like, so you just being me? Okay, got it. I mean, I think, I feel like that is what's actually happening though. <laughs> it's like, my family's like super toxic and abusive, but that's because they like you. <laughs> like, that's, how it's, that's what it looks like. All right, we'll be right back. We're going to take more of your calls. Keep it locked to the Amanda Seals Show, y'all. The Amanda Seals Show. We are. We are, we are. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. We are in the thick of the group chat topic of the week. How do you prep your boo before you invite them home for the holidays? Let's go to the phone lines. Hey, Amanda, I want to answer your question. What do I tell my significant other when I bring them home for the holidays? Listen, mm-hmm. I tell her they got to watch out for my mother. Anytime I bring a girl home with my, my mother does not like anybody that I date. My Damn. father... All inviting, ask the questions, very amicable. My mother, man, watch out for moms because she's not going to like anything you say. She may not even speak to you, but she'll be cordial. She won't be, but she'll be cold about it. So look out for that. And also watch out for my sister, Mom Junior, because she's going to be the one that's going to be like an investigative reporter coming at you, coming at you with all questions, trying to find out everything about you, every single little thing where you was born, what you do, where you at, what's happening, all of those things. So that's all the things I tell any significant other I bring home. I hope that the next thing he tells them is about the therapy that he has attended to deal with the codependency of his mother and his sister. Because, you know, because what happens when you have that kind of dynamic is you have a man who thinks that like that's some flyness, like that's how it's supposed to be. And it's really like, no, you would you a mama's boy. And um, I will not love you unconditionally. This love has conditions. <laughs> We've never had a uterine connection. There was never. I was he must be single. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did say whenever I bring. Because if you also, if you like, if this is how your mama is. I'm not trying to be with you. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to do with your mommy like this. The fr- remember the Thanksgiving I told y'all about on the Monday. Mm-hmm. That that Thanksgiving, we went in the separate rooms, and you know all the women and all the men. And out the blue, his mother was like, "So what do you want with my son?" Oh wow! And I looked around like she must not mean me. <laughs> and then it was I was Tupac. All eyes was on me, <laughs> and I had a white turtleneck on, and I hid in my turtleneck for a little bit. Oh wow! <laughs> and then I came out my turtleneck, and I said. 
Well, considering I am the TA for two of your son's classes, the real question is, what does your son want from me? Oh, skim. She probably Teacher's didn't assistant. like that. What'd you say? She probably didn't like that. She absolutely didn't like that. Everyone else was like, ooh. <laughs> Smart, funny, and black. <laughs> 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 Let's go to the phone lines. What's up, Amanda? I have to call and let you know, girl, because I was going to take my man home for the holidays this year. But I realized when I told him that he had to come in the house and speak to everybody that he really wasn't used to that. And for some reason, like, he be not trying to talk. Like, I don't like that. Like, you got to come in the house and say hi to everybody. You got to say hi to the dog. Like, what you mean? So, you know... That's all I need to get out of my test. If you bringing somebody home and they're not going to go and take their time and go around and speak to everybody in the house, leave them where they at because they don't belong. You know, the show Girls on HBO used to have Uh gems ever so often when it wasn't just being an incredible white mess. Um, And one of the quotes in the show was her mom telling her, you know, when you marry an awkward man, Mm -hmm. you're going to spend your life apologizing for him. You're going to spend your life making the room comfortable about his awkwardness. And you just need to know if that's what you want. If you bring a man to your house and he don't talk to nobody. <laughs> okay, like, okay, okay, okay. I'm kind of like that. When I'm in, if I don't know anybody, I, I feel overwhelmed. Like, it's a lot of people I don't know. Like, just, hey. Versus, like, one-on-one, I'm like, oh, I could be, I could speak to you, but for reason, in a room full of people I don't know, it's like, let me go stand in the Yeah, court. but you, I've seen you do that in a room of 10 people in a house that you're in every day. Like at some point, a lot of people that I don't know, I'm just like. But at okay. some point, there has to be like, okay, what is the what is the practical way to manage this? Even if you tell your partner, like, listen, I have this anxiety. Like, what are ways that we can work through this? Because like, I know that my ex was kind of like that, and so I was like, so then just be on the grill. Because when you on the grill, people will come to you. You don't have the pressure of going right, to the people, right, right? You know, and so that's how we worked it out. And like, literally, he would be at the grill, and people will come up and be like, so let's t- tell me about the chicken. You know, and then he would just tell them about the chicken. But you got to like, this is my thing. You have to know yourself and then make it your responsibility to not make your awkwardness mess up the vibe. That's why I get a wing person. I'm like, both of us together. Hey, uh. There you go. There you go. We'll be right back. We got more callers on the Amanda Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. We are in the midst of our group chat topic of the week. Okay. Um, You know, we're bringing people home for the holidays. We've had our callers call in and say the things that they've had to warn people about with their family, but also things that their their booze warned them about that made them be like, you can't come home to my family. Uh, So we got some more callers. Let's hear. Let's hear what's up on the line. Hey, Amanda, this is Phil. Listen. What's up, Phil? One time I was prepped by my significant other that her ex-husband was going to be there and that her parents Mm. were very much still involved in his life. Boy, that was the most awkward time ever to be at a Christmas function. (laughs) That to me is when you show up, when you like, well, now I got to get a different suit. Like now it's a competition. Right now, you like, oh, I got your mom a new car. (laughs) (laughs) Not the Olympic. You like, oh, your ex man got her a bottle of wine. All right, all right. Ben's outside with a bow on it. What you trying to do, Randy? What you trying to do? Like, that's the only way to really deal with that situation. That's deep, though, man. Like, why he gotta be there? Sounds crazy. I feel like once parents I mean, lock as in the, my day, like they like own it. Like I like. I was gonna say that's who I am. Like <laughs> as the girlfriend that parents try and hold on to, like hoping that maybe if we still keep her around, that's you know, that is something will will spark again. No, mm-hmm. it won't. I'm talking about like I have I have an ex whose mom would like come to my art shows like long after. <laughs> She donated to my crowdfund for my my web series. <laughs> She's trying to stay invested. So when they come back around, she like, see, I was there the whole time. Listen, my ex before this one, when I got with my last ex, his mama, I mean, sorry, my ex's mama before my my last ex put heart face emojis under the picture of me and my, my recent ex. You know what? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's funny, Amanda. She's like, you know what? I know my son. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines. Hey, Amanda. 
I actually wanted to tell you what I told my girl to warm up for the family. I had to let her know about my uncle. You know, he liked to flirt. You know, oh, uncle always like to flirt with the fine ones. So make sure you uh, stay clear of him. He get too handsy, let me know. You know, another thing is, don't question who made the potato salad. You question that, they're going to give you that death stare. You don't want that. Hey, Amanda, I appreciate you uh, letting me call in. Thank you. I want you to... Keep the uncle away from her, not her away from the uncle. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that to me is, yeah, like that to me is the dynamic. This is crazy. Some of the situations that these people have with um, bringing people. I've never had nothing like this happen at my house. The ex being there for Christmas. (laughs) That's a whole conversation we got to have now because what is really going on? I mean, that's a very white people kind of thing, too, as well. Like, I mean, I feel like, you know, they really? be having the blended family scenario thing be happening a lot. I would That's feel a way about that. Like, what is Me he too. doing here? Like, I mean, it took a whole, <laughs> it's Christmas. Like, we supposed to be, it's Christmas. Now I've got to side-eye this dude all day. Y'all got it. Like, I'm I, put me in that situation. <laughs> Because I'm coming through and it's going to be a whole Broadway production in the house. Don't let there be a piano. I'm going to out-sing this fool. I'm going to do a whole production. <laughs> ribbon in the it's sky. Yeah. It's going to be that. Yeah, I'm going to have a costume change. I'm going to be like, oh, I brought matching pajamas for everybody but you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Once I find that out, I'm gonna go in competition mode. Can you collect the sizes of everybody attending? Thanks. Yeah, we just gonna turn it out. Turn this mother out. I'm gonna ask for a group picture and ask them to take it. Oh, now that's petty. That's good. That's petty. That's next Where's level petty right there. I love matching pajamas too. That's good. <laughs> All right, y'all. That is our group chat topic of the week. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show, y'all. The Amanda Seal Show. We we up, we up. All right, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and that has been our group chat topic of the week. We've been talking all hour about like what are the heads upses that you got to give family that were well that you got to give people that you're bringing to your family's Thanksgiving dinners, you know. And we've heard some interesting stories. Uh, we were just yeah. saying last break that no one here had ever been in a situation where an ex was going to be at the family dinner. But, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to go for the enjoyment, for like the adventure. I think sometimes that's really also what it is too. Like, understand me not being grazed in an American household, any Thanksgiving I went to was an adventure. Because it was just like always new traditions, always new situations. You know, you're just like, I don't know what, I don't know what's going to be here. I remember when I went to a friend's house and her mom had ordered like, lunch meat for the turkey okay see now yeah and they were not poor so what state was this florida okay Mm -hmm. my mom had been really pressed about us eating before dinner and i was like Mm -hmm. why would we eat before dinner and she was like amanda please please just eat before we go we don't know what these people are gonna have prepared and i was like that just seems silly i'm gonna have a full stomach like that doesn't make any sense so my mom ate a full sandwich and like a whole situation before we went and we got there and she just looked at me like you see that's why you listen <laughs> because now you're about to eat a sandwich for, for thanksgiving dinner <laughs> that's so, crazy there's that, that is crazy <laughs> But I'm wishing everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Um, you know, there's also just a lot of people saying that they don't want to celebrate at all this year, just as a part of really? challenging what we're watching in Palestine and the settler colonialism of indigenous people, which mm-hmm. we know happened in the mm-hmm. story of America and the Native Americans yep. and Thanksgiving, et cetera. Like they had this whole meal for these people and then these people in turn slaughtered them. <laughs> so happens. I've seen a lot of people being like, you can't support Palestine and Turkey. And right. uh, what I would say is this, <laughs> you know, the holiday is however you want to make it. You can still mm-hmm. in the holiday pay homage and mm-hmm. atone to those mm-hmm indigenous people whose lives were taken Mm -hmm. but my biggest thing is what you do with Black Friday and a lot of people are saying we got to strike on Black Friday like it's got to be a boycott I know there's deals and all those things but a lot of people (laughs) and I agree have said that we should really show our power in our pockets 
by keeping mm-hmm. our money in our pockets for Black Friday. So something to consider. Uh, if you want to see change, we all know that it starts with keeping no change because right. it's all about the dollars and the Benjamins, baby. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. Coming up next hour, we got more Group Chat Thursday. Chatty Chatty Cathy's Jidenna, the classic man, says he's ashamed at how manipulative he was to women in the past. We're going to get all up into that next on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals here on a group chat Thursday. Rita Brent, what sign are you? I'm an Aquarius. You're an Aquarius. I don't know anything about Aquarian women. No cap. I'm an Aquarius. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? No. (laughs) Got it. Thank you. Like, why would there be cap? But I was thinking, I'm in Capricorn, double entendre, double entendre. And then Jeremiah is a Gemini. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know any of your moons and risings? I am a Cancer rising and I'm a Sagittarius moon. See, I don't know anything mm. about Sages. Mm. What Very, are you? Um, fire and freedom. <laughs> okay. I am a Sailor Moon and my nature be rising. <laughs> Fighting evil by moonlight. How do I find out this stuff? You are the one named Sailor Moon. Hey, how do I find out this stuff? Is it going to help me in my life? Tuxedo mask. You just took me back. Sailor Moon was my joint. Um, I, I think astrology has been helpful for me in just understanding like my personality, things that I want to understand, things that I want to fix, things I want to work on. And then kind of like your design. You know, like, why are certain things so difficult or why are certain things easier and kind of um, just like, why do you respond to certain things a certain way? Like a friend of mine the other day was saying that she went to an astrologist and the astrologist was basically telling her, like, it's going to be hard for you to find a partner because you are like a fiercely independent person. And, you know, a lot of the, the way society is set up right now is that like a lot of men are just not they don't they don't see themselves full in relationships with like fiercely independent women and Mm -hmm. and so she was like but 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 i want love and he was like yeah i feel you but like the way you just set up like this is who you are and you would have to change that to fit into like where we are as a society Mm -hmm. Mm. she was like damn (laughs) so there's that Okay. It's fun. It's I mean, I you know, I think sometimes but some people it's like a psychic thing, but I don't look at it that way. It's more so just like it kind of gives you insight into like where your trends of energy could be going or not. But I do have one, I do have an astrologist that was like very, very on point consistently. I, I need to go back to her. I had I kind of just forgot to go back to her and then I just <laughs> never went. So I'm gonna go back. Shout out to Michelle in Gainesville. All right, it is National Fast Food Day. Um you know, do what you want to do. I only eat one fast food. That is uh, Taco Bell. And mm. that's a lie. Um, on mornings before 1030, I will engage in a Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit. Uh, okay. The only time I will eat Wendy's is if I'm on the road, like doing stand up or okay. like performing. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to be like in another town. That's the <laughs> far only time. Away. <laughs> yeah. Far away. Far away. So shout out to all Popeyes. of y'all. Popeyes is my go to on the road. Really? Yeah, I can't, I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. a Popeye's gal, but in states of desperation, I will indulge in KFC. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's Should more be. nostalgia. It's more nostalgia. Okay. It's more like the the mash. I like I remember the taste of a mashed potato and the gravy. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like a right. comfort food kind of thing. Well, mm-hmm. speaking of comfort, Jadena says men are uncomfortable uh, with com- complimenting other men. And so we're going to talk about men and masculinity and what that's about. Now, on this show, we have two men. Um, Mm -hmm. Then we have Rita. And then we have me and TJ. Mm -hmm. 
And I think the, 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 the element of masculinity ranges quite variably amongst all of us mm-hmm. uh, and not necessarily as it is associated with gender. So this is going to be a great conversation. <laughs> so don't forget the phone lines are open. one 855 8 That's one 262 uh, It is the season of giving thanks. So give me a call and tell me about what you're thankful for. If you miss any of the show, you can listen to our daily podcast available everywhere you get your podcasts, right? It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. Let's keep this group chat Thursday going at the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. It's group chat Thursday. This hour, we're talking about men and masculinity, according to Jadena. You know, like he might say, well, Rita always wears hats, so she's masculine, right? (laughs) I used to be told that, you know, I don't, I'm not a feminine because I dap, Men, really? Instead of okay. yes, but instead of that wasn't ladylike to dap. Mm. Okay, mm. interesting. Yeah, you know I'm saying, but I'm also curious if there's anything that you men's do that other men have told you, like yo, you you know you that's that's not masculine enough. I'm sure Supreme will not admit to anything, but it was worth <laughs> it. Was worth I mean, play the crickets. It was worth it. Was worth <laughs> Just men afraid of intimacy, men afraid of uh, the attraction they feel to other men that doesn't have to be sexual. Even like my homies would be like, man, you look clean today, bro. Clean. But they may not say I like the like I like how the makeup makes your eyes sparkle, bro. Your nails are pretty. You look stunning. We don't say that. But that's how they feel. That other feeling of wow, this man is handsome. If you have, if you don't have a male figure around you talk, talking like that, you don't know how to deal with that. That that's something that needs to be taught to boys, because that boy is gonna grow up and bottle all that. Shit up. No telling what he's gonna do, regardless of his sexual orientation, and he's going to punish probably women more than anybody else. That's a fact. <laughs> the last part is a fact. <laughs> Women is going to take all the L's in that situation. So we know that. Do you feel comfortable complimenting other men? I don't pay that much attention to details. To you know, All of this is really just to hear what Supreme is going to yeah, say. No, nah, I don't like to keep it a buck. I don't pay that much attention to details, men or women to, you know. I was going to say that. Yeah. Oh, the, the sun is sparkling <laughs> off your eyes, my guy. That sounds crazy because I wouldn't even say that to a woman. Like, so I don't think it's a matter of not, you know, finding another man attractive i just don't pay that much attention to other people in general to you know notice that type of detail and that's a that's a perspective-based thing because it might be some other guy that does pay that much attention to detail where they they notice if the eye if your eyes are sparkling and the moon <laughs> the fact that you are so stuck on the sparkly eye <laughs> like he said that, because oh, i watched oh. his face when he said it and he was like sparkly eye <laughs> like, i would never notice that so it's funny that you say that supreme because i was told by a man that men especially married men they always see the women the men in the room even when they act like they don't see i was told that a man always what knows what you're lying and what That's you don't have yeah, I don't. I don't like. It, 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 like I maybe I don't even look. I mean, even with women, I don't notice the fine details of. I, I notice. Oh, she's thick. Oh, you know, just things like that. But you do but, notice the fine details. Yeah, you know I notice that. But all the, you know, oh, you really put that outfit together today, girl. I don't notice stuff like that. And even, you know, complimenting somebody I'm with, I don't do, like, I'm not a very complimentary person to women. So I'm definitely not. I just don't know. We're learning stuff. a lot and we're going to learn more when we get back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I am Amanda Seals. We're over here talking about masculinity because Jadena did an interview where he was essentially saying that like men are afraid to compliment other men. Like they're afraid of Mm -hmm. intimacy that is not sexual, et cetera, et cetera. But what this Mm -hmm. really turned into was an interview with our DJ Supreme um, (laughs) about his own, about his own masculinity and just how he shows up in the world. And I just need to ask, okay, first and foremost, you said that you don't notice details with your partner, but does that ever become like contentious with your partner? It has, 
but I know that th- like I compliment other things like my my wife is a stylist so I be like you really did a good job her 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 curls are flowing today you did that <laughs> so it'll be things like that that I'll compliment I'm intrigued by men that are able to do that because it's like the smoothest thing to me to be able to notice the things that women notice like you mm. okay you just you just leveled up right there that was a very high vibration conference uh con- hello that was a very high vibration comment yeah, it like was. if if when when you're good at that, I feel like that's like the oh you you really doing it when you can you know compliment the things that women find important. So I got to work on it. I'm working. The second time you said it, not as high vibration, but the first time. Okay, got you, got you. <laughs> and the reason that. why I say that is because um, I feel like a lot of times, like cisgendered heterosexual men feel like things that women do well it's a bad it's like a discounting of their masculinity if they are able to do that well like we Mm. have seen that in even just the way of like whether it's doing hair or cooking or child rearing right like Mm -hmm. so often when women have a skill set that they do well and a man can also do it well it's seen as like oh well that's not really you know, that's not really like that, effect, mm-hmm. that, that valid, et cetera. So something so specific, like you had said originally, which was like, I think it's dope that if men can have the skill set to be able to notice like details the way women do, I feel like that is interesting. Like See, I, I don't, don't, a lot of guys don't think so. I don't feel like things like that are gender specific, like cooking and things like that, because some of the best chefs in the world are men. So I don't feel like certain things are necessarily gender specific that, they put on you in society. That's just me. I feel you. I'm going to tell you the caveat about the cooking thing. It is gender specific that men get paid for cooking, but women mm-hmm. are expected to do it for free. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's okay. a fact. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Okay. Take us there. We'll be right back <laughs> to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. We have been essentially grilling Supreme. Yeah. About, um... (laughs) About really just, like, how masculinity, like, shows up for him, et cetera, et cetera. But this is all in response to, like, Jadena, who did this dope Mm -hmm. interview, but he was talking a lot about how, you know, he feels bad about how he used to manipulate women in the past. Like, he also has come into, like, his own awareness of his femininity. Like, he also Mm -hmm. feels like a lot of men like take a negative look at like intimacy between men, even if it's not sexual. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And as I say these things, I watch Supreme, like try to hold his face. Like I do. I watch Supreme. Come on. I'm chilling. (laughs) I'm chilling. I'm an open book. (laughs) So, okay. You have two sons, right? I have two Two sons sons? and two brothers. Yeah. Okay. So do we feel like a man's relationship or non-relationship with their father affects their relationship with other men with women or with other men with other men because like we Um, hear about like daddy issues with women all the time and like their relationship with men but i'm curious about like and let me just before you even answer let me say this i see a lot of um men on like the internet in uh like the dad gang and you know real men can't like these like different pages dedicated to like fatherhood i should have had my sunglasses on for today (laughs) (laughs) no i just feel like i see a lot of men like making an effort to be affectionate with their sons yeah um and so i wanted to know like you know just what your thoughts are on that I mean, my dad is old school, but I was raised. I have a father in my life, a father in the home and all of that. So I think that does eventually that does have an effect on how you deal with other men. Also, I played sports when I was younger. So um, complimenting other men on achievements and things that they're doing like that does work for me. But I think it's all relative. The relationships you have with men growing up. So, yes, definitely, I would say that. I hate to talk in a circle like I'm a politician, but yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what I mean, about, you may end up having to run. Would, would your father ever hug and kiss you? Do you hug and kiss your sons? He'll hug, he'll hug me. He won't kiss me. They don't, not kissing, not on the lips. <laughs> nah, I can't remember, like, for as long, like, I can't remember, like, probably when I was young, young, yes. But my dad will give me a hug. I give my sons hugs. I don't kiss them on the lips, but 
Well, and my one son is bigger than me, and I give his big burly self a hug. <laughs> big burly is crazy. That's the big I feel burly. that. I feel that. I feel like with men and their fathers, because my dad is like old school too. Like he's affectionate, but he's not like lovey dovey if that makes sense. So he does like you know give you yeah. He's so like he's like he tells like he loves me and things like that. He's proud of me. Like okay, but um. Even as like I think as like a, a gay man, it's weird to kind of be complimentary towards other men, if that makes sense. Because there's unless they're another gay man. They think man, you're trying like, to holler? Yeah. Right. That's like it feels that it feels like that, if that makes sense. It's like and I think too to Supreme's point too, men in general, I think we aren't socialized to even look at each other or even other people in that way, like to to, to the um details where you're kind of like, oh, I like the way your eyeshadow looks. You might, I might say you're beautiful, you look nice, but it isn't specific, if that makes sense. Like, I'm yeah, not yeah, I would analyzing you in that way for the fine details, but I can be like, oh, this overall package is beautiful. This whole thing, you look nice, you smell good, versus like, the way your hair is curled today is really <laughs> doing something. I'm not, I hate to throw like salt on this, but I just feel like the men that I know who would do that were like duplicitous. Mm. <laughs> mm. It was almost I mean, like a thing that they were using to kind of disarm you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, like, I, you know, I love your eyebrows. And then you'd be like, oh, my God, you notice my eyebrows like that's so specific. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so now, like, you've kind of given them credit for something that really doesn't mean that much, but that, you know, they know would mean a lot to you. And so it's like that part. Yeah. yeah. You learn. I don't you think it's authentic with dudes that are like that. Because you figure out like girls like stuff like that. Like, oh, they like when I do this. But I even too, you hear girls say too, they don't even do that for other men. Like we do it for other women. Because a lot of times guys don't even notice stuff like that. But also because doing that for other men is not like the goal. That's not, there's no goal attached to that. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying? Like it's, so, you know, so what I'm saying is that it's a conspiracy. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And and that's, and that's really about the manipulation of the female nation and uh, the patriarchal, Mm. the, I'm just showing up with my authentic self, not noticing anything. (laughs) (laughs) At the Cheesecake Factory. Well, that is that, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. And when we get back, celebrities be talking too much. And we're going to figure out who it is this week. It's Celebrity Confessions on the Amanda Seal Show when we get back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Show. It's your girl Amanda Seals. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn with the word of the day. This is the word that I feel like all of y'all know, and it's a word that I really like. Um, the word is audacious. Um, audacious oh. is to be, to have the audacity, to basically, to be... Um, you can't do that. To have nerve. You can't use the word nerve. as definition. I had to find another... The That's other why word. I said bold, bold, bold. Yeah, to, I say having, have having the, the, the gumption, the gall. Yes. Boldness. I mean, Jeremiah was getting there. Rita landed there, but it started with Supreme. That's who it started with. It started with Supreme and bold. You nailed it right out the gate. It is an adjective used to describe people or things that people make or do that are confident and daring or bold and surprising. Like it was audacious of Darius Jackson to put out the audio of Kiki Palma Mamba cursing yeah. at him, thinking that that would make him look better. Mm, it didn't. It didn't, it didn't. It didn't serve the goal that I think it was intended for. Uh, but again, and I always say, you know, audacious, audacity. I wish that audacity was at the same cost uh, price as as gas because mm. it's so it's so easily attained out here that I definitely mm-hmm. don't know what's going on. I have a homeboy who once said to me, he was like, "Man, you know, I've been I've been thinking lately, and I I need to um I need to come up on on some audacity." But he wasn't <laughs> even being funny; like he was just like, "I was like, what do you mean?" And he was like, "Cause it just seemed like that's what a lot of these white folks got. Like they just got yeah. audacity. Like they'll just yeah. do, shit and you be like." 
how did you even convince yourself that you was capable of doing that? And then it will just work because they was audacious enough to believe it. So he was right, like, you right. know, I got to get me some more of that. <laughs> I'm like, with you on that one. Yeah, all of us could do that. <laughs> if we just moved through the world like mediocre white men, we would accomplish oh, so man. much. <laughs> so much. Well, we have been accomplishing so much here at the Amanda Seal Show. We got my IB Knowing segment when we get back. So I'm going to put you all in some wisdom. We're going to take more calls. We're going to do some 60-second headlines to keep you all up to date and in the know, okay? We love to hear from you. Remember, you can also stay connected with us 24-7 on all socials at Seal Set It. And give us a call. Join the conversation by calling one 855 8 that's one 262 We'll be right back. Yes, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and it is time to give y'all a little dose of I be knowing. So, you know, I think that it's important to talk about moments. Now, you might be like, what is that? Like his precious moments, like them little dolls, like them coloring books. No, when I say moments, I just mean like the the power in preserving something in just the existing version of what it is. Now, let me explain. Sometimes I think that we'll take like a moment that might even be like hella dope and beautiful. And then we'd be dragging it. Like, I feel like we'll just like drain, drain all of the dopeness out of it until it's empty. And then we'd be mad, right? Then we'd be annoyed at like, "Ah, now it's over. Now it's over. You know, it's kind of like this idea of like leaving on a high note type of thing. And just being able to enjoy something for like what it is in that time and being present in that and then being able to walk away from it, knowing that there will be more moments. And a lot of us, I feel like, don't have that trust. We don't have the trust that there's going to be more moments coming that could be good and positive and, and beautiful. And so we try and like, you know, it's like we're trying to milk a rock out of this this moment. I know some of us uh, do this with dating. Right. Like we'll have like a nice moment with somebody and then we just keep like we're like, I don't want it to end. And it's like, well, no, I mean, like, let that moment exist and then leave room for that person to present themselves as worthy of another moment. Right. Or leave room for you to be even interested in another moment. And so it's really to me about just trusting and knowing that you are destined for good things. You're putting good out there. You will get it back. And the moments are all just actual like flashes of lightning that are going to continuously like light up your sky. There's a there's a musical, my favorite musical by Stephen Sondheim is called Into the Woods. And there's a scene where the baker's wife runs into a prince while she's in the woods and they make out. And then she's like, does it have to end? And he's like, yes, yes, it does. This was just a moment in the woods, our moment. And after he walks away and she's like, damn, was that him? Was that me? Did the prince really kiss me? And she really laments about it. But she she says something that I think is always like very profound. And I go back to this all the time, even though it's literally a musical. It, 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 it has depth to it. And it's these lyrics right here. Um, if life were made of moments... Even now and then a bad one. But if life were only moments, then you'd never know you had one. And that's the that's the thing right there. So cheers to beautiful moments happening over and over and over again. I be knowing. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Hey, y'all, it's the Amanda Seals Show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals, and it is time for us to get into some 60-second headlines. All right, first up, the Supreme Court announced this week that they have formally adopted what is called a new code of conduct following allegations of ethics labs, although its impact likely will be limited because the justices are left to enforce it themselves. I mean, I think that's not just an ethics lab. That's just a complete lapse in judgment for the judges. Yes. Also, last night, members of a pro-Palestine group, Jewish Voices for Change, were peacefully protesting in front of the Democratic National Committee building when police arrived. And guess what? Physically attacked them. This takes it back to BLM 2020, except it's wild when Jewish lives don't matter because they're protesting to protect Palestinian lives. Mm-mm-mm-mm. 2023 math is some whole other <laughs> off the off the meat rack situation. 
Definitely. Keeping it in D.C., Amanda. Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser declared a public emergency this week in response to the rise in youth violence and an opioid overdose. Okay, like, it's a worldwide emergency. I mean, I also, I'm like, Muriel, have you paid attention to what's going on out here? Like, you think your little emergency is going to do something? (laughs) Like, Listen. Also, last but not least, Amanda. Rick Ross, he's hiring. And not at Wingstop, y'all. He's looking for a personal flight attendant on board his private plane, Maybach Air. Maybach Air. And Rose says he'll be paying anywhere between 85K to 115K annually for the position. The obvious choice is the flight attendant who told that gospel singer Bobby Storm to sit down and stop (laughs) singing. Because I feel like he's the only one who's going to be able to wrangle, okay, (laughs) to wrangle Rose. That's your 60 second headlines right here at the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. 